Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's Greg Matzik. Greg Matzik in for John Merck here. Hey, that's me. Sandy Max is here today. <laughs> Stephen Watson's got sports. Adam's producing. Debbie's got the road. Snow is coming on Saturday. But don't let that derail your plans. If and you're looking we'll get, to make plans, yeah. we can help you. I would say, well, we'll help you make those plans. Uh, Brian Nisnansky will give us the, when yeah, that we, timing of that <laughs> snow is uh, in about half an hour. But, yeah, there's a lot going on, including tonight, uh, what's on tap, Al McGuire, the legendary Al McGuire coach for Marquette Basketball. Uh, there was a one-man show that started about 10 years ago, written by Dick Enberg and performed by a local man named Anthony Cravello, a Tony Award winner, who grew up here, good Italian family, and a Marquette grad. Well, he is back in town tonight performing excerpts of the one-man play called McGuire by Dick Enberg. It's so amazing, right? Anthony Cravello, he was also in Seinfeld, by the way, for yes. you Seinfeld aficionados. Uh, he was the one, who I think, who approached Jerry about uh, a maid who was coming to clean Jerry's house, and it made it seem like a prostitution rig. That's just kind of <laughs> how Seinfeld works. Uh, but he's a brilliant actor. To be able to do this one-man play... It's just astonishing what he's able to do. Yeah, how he's able to embody... It's incredible. ...the the character and also the positive messages that Al McGuire uh, brought across. So if you're interested in seeing this, it's tonight at 7 o'clock at Hamilton High School. Uh, just $10. Uh, you can contact the school. Their phone number is 414-327-9300. Um, and again, that is uh, all actually to benefit a scholarship fund that's being started by Milwaukee Public Schools. So tonight at 7, Hamilton High School Auditorium. Check out McGuire by Enberg. Love it. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, it is the season. Saturday, the annual Maple Syrup Family Day okay. in Richfield. <laughs> how much fun is this? I mean, do you know how maple syrup is, is actually made? It, don't they just tap it out of a tree, and then it's got to be processed somehow, I right? Say it's a whole process, and you're going to see some burbling. It takes 40 gallons of sap to make one gallon of delicious wow. syrup. So you can go to the Richfield Historical Park Saturday, see the maple trees tapped, see the sap drip, drip, dripping, and you can also enjoy uh, pancake and sausage breakfast. Uh, there's even maple cotton candy. I think that sounds good. <laughs> I think that sounds really good. But free wagon, wagon rides. You can try the spinning wheel because they've got like a, the old Pioneer homestead that are, they're going to have demonstrations of lard rendering. You love a good rendering, don't you? I do love a good rendering, especially when there's lard involved. And old-fashioned Pioneer cooking. You had me at old-fashioned. <laughs> sure. And weaving on an antique loom, corn shelling. So it really is a fun time. There are even baby chicks in the barn that the kids can enjoy. So free admission, free parking at the Richfield Historical Park. That is Saturday. And then uh, sing by lots and lots of high school students. It is called the Varsity Vocals International Championship of Acapella, and it's the Great Lakes semifinal at the Pabst Theater Saturday night. And lots of schools from Wisconsin are competing. Brookfield East High School, the Unaccompanied Minors, is the name of their acapella group. Interesting. <laughs> That's a lot of jokes in that. Okay. I have Focus from Port Washington High School, Nightclub uh, from Oak Creek, of course, Limited Edition from Port Washington, Noteworthy. From Eau Claire Memorial High School, Vocal Point uh, from Gail Ettrick Trempolo High School in Galesville, and the top finishing group will advance to the ICHSA finals. It's going to be lots of voices. That is Saturday night at the Pabst Theater, and then on uh, Sunday morning, you're going to see a lot of people running around this city. It is the Milwaukee Marathon Half Marathon yeah, and 5K, presented by the Milwaukee Bucks, and that start and finish is going to be right there on the plaza in front of Pfizer Forum. But uh, if you don't want to get up early and sweat and chew up, you can still cheer people on. 
They're going to be up and down the lakefront and running through River West and East Side neighborhoods. So, well, it could be a little sloppy on the course. We'll get an update from Brian Desnansky on what the weather looks like going into the weekend and uh, some of the events that Sandy talked about. Good stuff. Always fun to hear what's on tap. Indeed, a lot of good things. No, as no well. reason to just stay home. That's for sure. Sweet like Dave Matthews Band, one of the headline acts at Summerfest 2023. Text the word FEST to the old National Bank Talk and text line 855-616-1620. We will send you the entire list of acts coming to Summerfest, the big gig this year, right to your smartphone. Uh, texting right now. In fact, a text is coming in from Charles Benson from CMJ4. <laughs> okay, Charles, we'll get it right to your phone, Charles. I can promise you that. Uh, I don't That's know if you're a big Dave Matthews I'm, fan, but uh, Sticks, is there, maybe? Uh, is there a band you're looking forward to, Charles? Earth, Wind, and Fire. You know, I, I just love going down there and just sort of hearing who's playing. Yeah, I have a few favorites, but it's just it's just the joy of being down there. In fact, uh, you know, Brian's right behind me right now in his Nansky because we do this in the weather office, and he put out, you know, what the forecast looks like this weekend, and I said, well, I'm thinking Summerfest, not really snow. So, okay. um, I'm looking ahead. <laughs> well, good man. Well, you've also had a chance to look ahead here at uh, one of the biggest projects going on in the state of Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Center expansion, $450-plus million expansion. Uh, you did not have a hard hat on, Charles. I'm going to bust you for the entire tour. I was worried about you. But what did you learn about this massive expansion whoa, to this incredible whoa, distance? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I, I think I have. pictures. Nope. There's not pictures. You're there's near, pictures. You're 100 feet yeah, from a crane. I am worried about you. Oh. You're standing outside without a hard hat. Well, we were outside the perimeter, so that's where we didn't have to wear them. Once we were inside the perimeter, I wore the hard hat. So uh, I'll just say that. Okay. that I was, and the glasses and the you know, all the things. So uh, one of the cool things is to get a chance to... Uh, you know, look at these construction projects because they're big. They're important. I mean, this is on full display in downtown Milwaukee. And it's really uh, a big effort here for the convention center to really double the convention center size there in terms of exhibits and things that they're going to do. But it's going to be, you know, one of these facilities that if you're going to try to pack the hotels and the restaurants and make Milwaukee a destination place, one of the ways to do that is with these conventions and bringing people in and uh, the bigger the better, but also just the, the different ways people are going to visit cities. Now, next year, 2024, we know the big convention event is going to be the Republican National Party and the Republican National Convention coming here, and there is this time sensitive to get this uh, expansion project completed by them. By the way, Marty Brooks, who was our tour guide, says that's very much going to happen. He believes it will be done, and uh, it has to actually be done before that, before the Republicans get here, because there's other events. So it's just kind of neat to see uh, how these things are built. It's more of a concrete steel structure right now. But the uh, the idea of what this is going to be, people are familiar with what they don't want to be calling it the old convention. I remember when it was the Midwest Express Convention, the Midwest Convention, but now they're talking about the North and South. So this is the big addition on the North side of the convention center. Now, Charles, I didn't realize that there was a special feature of this expansion. Yes, I didn't either. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Marty was talking about this too. And, uh, I, I, you know, it's called the King of the World Corner. Okay. This is the place where you will look north 
kind of northeast from the on the top platform in the ballroom area and you'll have this opportunity because it kind of peaks it kind of goes up uh, there's not going to be any like dangerous shots there you know on the edge but you can just sort of create this uh king of the world titanic movie moment to get a selfie and a photo in fact marty brooks uh who oversees the convention center teased today that, you know, I can have the first selfie out there. And then uh, I was, you know, the mayor retweeted that. And I said, okay, Marilyn, I'm just trying to get uh, clarification here. You're okay with me being the first? You know, he said, well, you can be the first TV person. I'll be the first mayor. Uh, or, so or it's can... supposed to be. I was saying you could do it together, like uh, Jack and Rose. Oh, right, yes, yeah. (laughs) Titanic. (laughs) Didn't think about that, Uh, but you know, uh, Marty calls this what they think will be a prominent Instagram moment, and uh, it looks like it will be a pretty neat location, definitely to get a selfie. Uh, Charles, we thought we might get some news this week about former President Trump, who predicted Saturday on his social media platform, Truth Social, that he would be arrested on Tuesday. Uh, decision still pending. What do you think the next step in this story is? So that's what's really kind of confusing here, because it seemed to be imminent, and now it seems to be on pause. Uh, so it's very hard for me to sort of predict what is going to happen next. What I do see in the national narrative around this story is, you know, uh, obviously you're seeing from Republicans, including Brian Stile, the congressman from Wisconsin, raising questions about uh, the district attorney in, in New York City here and sort of uh, what sort of political bias might be going into this decision as other investigations uh, concerning the president are happening right now. Now, so there's a lot going on on this particular issue. The president has been the one out front indicating that he thought he was going to be arrested as early as this week. But now, uh, you know, as I watch the national narrative on it, it, there seems to have been something on pause around this thing. And so I think a lot of people are wondering just how close are they in something that has been investigated for months. It was even investigated prior to this new district attorney out of New York City getting involved. So um, it's one of those, you know, stand back, stand by, wait to see what's going to happen. I'm watching just like everybody else on this because it's unprecedented in terms of a former president. Well, just don't do it on opening day, right? Can we have opening day? Can we just have opening day, Charles? I think opening day should be a day when everybody gets a chance just to kick back and not worry about anything in life except your team on the field. Come together as one. Aren't we all Brewers fans on opening day? (laughs) Just kind of like St. Patrick's Day. We're all Irish. We're all Irish on that day. Good stuff. Charles uh, Benson, TMJ4 News. Don't uh, tell Niz to go away. We need him next. We'll deal with him and the weather coming up in a few minutes. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, sounds good. Appreciate it, Charles. Check out his work, TMJ4's Charles Benson, the best in the business. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. Five forty on a Thursday. Calm conditions tonight. Calm conditions tomorrow. Mike at Apica Sun, but. What is coming on Saturday? We welcome in TMJ Forns, Chief Meteorologist Brian Nisnansky. We'll get to your Summerfest picks, Brian, so we can finish <laughs> on a high note. We'll do that later. Okay. Uh, but okay, I think we sure. are all interested as we plan out our weekends here. I'm sure some will be very happy to leave for spring break on Saturday, but will oh. they get out of town? 
That's a, you know, honestly, I, I think that's a factor. Um, I do think uh, we'll start with some good news. Um, if given it's so late in the season, I think we're going to have snowfall amounts at least hampered somewhat, um, accumulating on the ground, especially the pavement, uh, versus if this was the middle of January and we had the same storm track. I think we'd be looking at like, you know, like a 10 inch snowfall across southeastern Wisconsin. So we're probably looking at more of a sloppy three to six inches for most of the area. We'll have to keep an eye on some high snowfall rates. Like if, if the snowfall rates, like if it comes down hard enough to offset the warm ground, then we could see it pile up a little bit more in some spots. Hmm. What time do you think this snow is <laughs> well, going to come? Join us tomorrow. Yeah, doesn't that all sound wonderful? I'm trying um, to make so, the most of it. I know, I know. I, I I think tomorrow evening you're fine. Go out for your fish fry. Um, do whatever you'd like. This is mostly going to be well after midnight Friday night and into Saturday morning. Now, I do think most of the accumulation is probably going to come in a pretty short time frame, like late Friday night before the sun rises and then early Saturday morning. Even with clouds, as that sun angle gets a little bit higher and temperatures bump up a couple degrees, it's going to be tough to get additional accumulation um, later in the day on Saturday. So by midday Saturday, Saturday afternoon, I think road conditions are going to be better. I think flight statuses are going to be better. Uh, it's really that Saturday morning time frame that if you can avoid travel, that's probably the best thing you should do. Maybe uh, leave earlier or leave a little bit later in the day. So if you're getting out of town tomorrow, Brian, and let's say you won't be back for another four or five days maybe you're off next week for <laughs> spring break do you even need to worry about getting the snow out of there calling somebody to come do it relying on a neighbor or is it just <laughs> going to melt because the pavement's been relatively warm yeah super good call here you know if you do get six inches of snow um and it does accumulate on the pavement that is going to take some time to melt away and i know most municipalities this is where i'm going to be speak my my legal <laughs> language here most most municipalities want it off you know an inch or more off the off the concrete in, in a day's notice so um that's your their technical term me if i were you which maybe I am, maybe I'm not. Uh, same situation. Um, I would, I would probably like. Okay, so you're you're leaving Friday afternoon. Uh, try and see if a neighbor can do it, but then don't go any farther than that, and just hope it melts away fast enough. <laughs> But at least make the effort. Make, make the effort yes, to reach the out to have there. it cleaned. Now I feel like a higher power should be handling my driveway at this point, right? I'll do it in, I'll do it in the months leading up to, I don't know, February and through February. After that, something else yeah. is going to take care of it. Will you Tell your it? neighbor... I was like, remember when? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you laid a good. I think we're saying the same thing. Is is like you laid a good groundwork. Weren't you a good neighbor earlier this winter? Yes, of course. I I do sidewalks. I do neighbors' houses. Right. Just gently remind your neighbor. Hey, remember (laughs) when I cleared for you? Just wondering. (laughs) Exactly. Could you clear for me? (laughs) Yeah. Do me a solid. Yeah. At least the sidewalk. Don't even have to worry about the driveway. Just get the sidewalk done, and we're, and we're good to go. But, There's a nice yeah, muffin I mean, basket well, in it for you. Or, well, there you go. You know. <laughs> yeah. Or 12-pack of brewskis. Indeed. That'll do it. So yes. what do we have looking so, for a warm-up, Brian? When are we going to get that? Um, you know, it does look like, uh, I've, well, tomorrow I mean 42. That's still below normal. I think the average highs are like mid-upper 40s, so that's another below normal day. Uh, when it snows on Saturday, high 37. Sunday, 40. That's not very good. And then Monday, partly cloudy, 40. Tuesday, mostly sunny, 43. Looking farther in the crystal ball, looks like we might have some 50-degree days uh, Wednesday and Thursday next week, guys. I'll take it. All right, Summerfest pick. Lay it on me. One band you got to see at oh. Summerfest. 
one band I got to see. You know what? I, this is gonna be. This is gonna sound like a really lame choice, but I, I just I like classic rock and and I like the tunes that I know. Thirty eight special on a free stage. Give that to me with a, a good time. I'm yeah, good, I'm good there. My big dog Brian Nisnansky. He'll have the high life. He'll have the tank top on, popping the uh, yeah. collar. Right. Having Great a good time. choice. <laughs> You're a wild-eyed Southern boy at heart. Who knew? That's that's it. I love it. We'll play but it out. But don't let go. Good. <laughs> Cling we, too tightly. Finish it. <laughs> You're gonna lose control. All right, that'll be Brian yeah, on the picture yeah, yeah. table coming up here in a couple of months. <laughs> Thank you, Niz. We'll check it again soon. I have my lighter out. I want more. Good stuff. It's <laughs> a classic jam, though. No doubt about that. We'll talk Bucks basketball coming up on the other side. Bucks Insiders with play-by-play man Dave Kane. Right after this, it's five forty-five. Well, the Bucks are headed out west. Dave Kane is about to board a flight. He is en route to the airport. He joins us now on WTMJ. Let's see here. The Bucks are going to Utah. That means, Dave, uh, I, well, I hope anyway that you've brought some skis or at least plan on renting some over the next couple of days. All right, full disclosure, uh, I am a Colorado guy, and I did grow up on skis. So uh, now I have not – this profession makes it very difficult to ski. So it's been about two and a half years since I've skied. That said, my counterpart – David Locke, who does the Utah Jazz, basically skis every day, and I hate him for it. Um, that said, he has offered to take me up tomorrow. They're supposed to be getting like 18 to 20 inches of snow. So I, I usually don't do my, my game day this way, but we're going to go out on a little bit of a limb. I think we maybe have a little powder day tomorrow. Oh. So hopefully I'm not limping into the arena, but it's going to be a potentially pretty big day tomorrow for, for yours truly. I'm sorry I couldn't call from the chairlift, though. <laughs> Is the weather such that you could ski and even golf on the same day? Um, I don't know about there. I know it's been that way in Colorado uh, because part of the reason is in Colorado, the mountains are a lot farther away. you got to go like an hour and a half, two hours to get to the ski the ski hills. So, uh, you know, up in that, that part of the state. But in Utah, it's only like 30 to 40 minutes away. So I, I don't know if they do the golf and ski thing on the same day. I suspect probably not tomorrow because I think it's going to be kind of lousy otherwise. But great if you're skiing. And Dave, I would think that you're probably a better skier than Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will have my, my head on a swivel um, with the recent news of Gwyn out there. But no, I mean, yeah, I, I, I better be a better skier than Gwyneth. Look out for zooming actresses. Yeah, we don't want you to get sued. We don't want a counter suit. We'll stand by your side, though, whatever happens. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, if, if, if Gwyneth takes me down, you better have a backup broadcaster in mind for tomorrow, so I don't know. <laughs> to, to be continued, stay tuned. I don't really know how to transition from Gwyneth to uh, NBA talk, but uh, here yeah, we you are. You just did. Um, Even it happens all the time. Most of these conversations, this is how it usually goes. So <laughs> you'll figure it out all as right. we go. I'll, so. I'll, I'll jump in with two feet and talk a little NBA. You know, they, they're coming off of such a successful West Coast trip their last time out. You know, Golden State was a game that they could have won, but then they win back-to-back against the Kings and the Suns. What do you feel like is the, the magic recipe on the road for these guys to find success with another tough road trip coming up here? Yeah, you know, I don't know that it really changes on the road versus home. I, I mean, I think, to me, there's a couple things that stand out. But I really go back to around January, late January, around January 2023, around the time Chris Middleton started playing again. I think not, not without... It's not a coincidence that this all started to shift then, but the Bucks from that time, I think they're like 23-3. and three. I do know that 
they previously entered that period of time with the 24th highest scoring offense in the league and the 23rd rated offense in terms of efficiency. Since then, they put up more points per game than any team in the league, and they put up the number five rated offense. So the offense is cooking again, and, and that's important because as that season was wearing on earlier, you look at the history, it, it had been 20 years since a team had made it to the NBA Finals, ranking in the bottom 10 offensively in the regular season, and no team in the last 26 years had, had gone on to win a title. So I, I think that was important for this Bucks team to kind of rediscover its offensive identity. The defense had been awesome. It really It's a tribute to how good that defense was that they were able to still be among the league leaders and win in spite of the offense struggling to the degree that it had. But I think it's gotten going again, and a lot of that is Chris Middleton involved movement, a lot of precision passing, selfless guys, and as, as more players become available, it just creates more opportunities, and it doesn't have to be Giannis dominating. And we saw it a couple games ago, he only takes nine shots, but he has a triple-double because he has kind of grown to that level of maturity where he's able to bring other guys into the fold. Uh, now you have Joe Ingles who brings that similar – you know, acumen into the game, and, and we talked about it last night in the broadcast, this thing he's got going with, with Brooke Lopez has been awesome. I mean, we're, we're calling it 7-11. It's always open, and it has been lately for those two. Uh, it's been amazing. Bucks Radio play-by-play man Dave Kane joining us on the program. Dave, MVP voting is front and center here. Giannis always in the mix. If he hadn't won back-to-back MVPs, do you think he'd be a front-runner for this year's award? And you got me on this voting thing because it is really anyone's guess. I think it seems like it's, for whatever reason, getting more and more contentious and more and more, I don't know what you, I mean, it's it's so subjective. I mean, I don't think they've ever really truly, I'd love it if someone spelled out what the award is. And I think Giannis made that point the other day, but it really, what what are we voting on here? And I say we, I'm, I don't actually have a vote, but, you know, I think about what is your value to your team and, you know, look, you can make a case for all these guys. That's what makes it so difficult to predict. But, yes, Giannis, does he have a legitimate case to be the most valuable player in this league? Absolutely. I mean, what he does, I always think that he gets – anyone who's – one of their strengths is defense, I think automatically gets overlooked. I just think defense is undervalued. Just look at Drew Holiday's history. Two, two all-star appearances? I mean, that's a crime for a guy who's had the career he's had. But so much of what he's done has been on the defensive side of things where people don't notice. Well, that's the same with Giannis. I mean, he does amazing things, obviously, offensively, too. But you add his defense to the mix relative to the other guys he's going against, and to me, that's what sets him apart. But, yeah, is voter fatigue a a, a deal? I I suspect it probably is. He may or may not have the call of the Bucks in Utah on Friday night. It sort of depends what happens (laughs) on the hill. Uh, We do wish you well. I I know my kind of skiing, Dave. I I go about halfway down, and then I try and find the chalet where champagne's being popped and cocktails are being served. (laughs) And if I make it to the bottom of the hill, great. If I don't, I've likely had a really good time. Well, it's, if it's a powder day, you better be on that hill. That's where I was raised, and I guarantee you I will be out there. If there is that kind of snow, uh, the champagne powder will be what I'm drinking. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But, uh, yes, thoughts and prayers always appreciated. Yes, good man. Enjoy your trip out west. Dave Kane is the voice of the Milwaukee Bucks. He joins us every other Thursday here on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Appreciate it, pal. See you, everybody. Thanks for having me.